Hello, this is Marlene Börsch with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook for February 28th. More detail on the wheat markets can be found in the written report on the Wheat website. The extreme volatility with all markets reacting to the events in Eastern Europe is continuing, as we will discuss in a second. The initial increase in wheat futures last week was followed by profit-taking in the markets on Friday, and today they took off again. But to start, here's a look at last week's futures close. March 22 Chicago winter wheat closed at 8.43, up 45 cents on the week. March 22 Kansas hard red winter wheat closed at 8.87, up 64 cents on the week. And March 21, March 22 Minneapolis hard red spring wheat closed at 9.52, down 5 cents on the week. This Tuesday morning, Wheat markets are up again currently by a huge 38 to 77 cents a bushel. Cash markets last week were hamstrung by the uncertainties about further shipments from the Black Sea. Thailand did buy 63,000 tons of Australian feed wheat for May June at 349 per ton US, but the sale was made before Thursday's price spikes. Egypt got just one offer under tender last week and two offers on the retender today. Both tenders were cancelled due to lack of offers and higher prices. Turkey is going to be in the market for 435,000 tons of wheat for March-April this week. Given the shipping situation in the Black Sea and the Sea of Azov, offers will probably be limited to whatever is already in store in Turkey. U.S. wheat sales last week were above expectations at 517,000 tons for a season total of 661 million bushel. To continue, here are some of of last week's major events in the market by wheat origin. And per usual, we're starting with Canada. As mentioned, wheat futures are on fire again as sanctions are being announced and the realities of war are sinking in. Ukraine's ports are closed. The Azov Sea is blocked by Russia. USDA's numbers suggest they still expect 18 million tons of wheat to be shipped from the region in the remaining four months of the marketing year. And this number was already too high before the invasion. Aside from wheat and grains and corn, Russia is also extremely important to serve fertilizer supplies with export market shares of 27% for MOP, 49%, for example, for ammonium nitrate, 18% for urea, 38 MPKs, and 14% DAP or MAP. So it's going to be interesting how that will influence various destinations. On Friday, as mentioned, Minneapolis closed down 5 cents versus Chicago up 45 cents. And this obviously caused the Minneapolis-Chicago spread to shrink to about $1.09 at the time. It should be higher, as we have mentioned before, but the spread will narrow for as long as black seaweed is at risk and volatility will prevail while the war continues. Before leaving Canada, I should mention that here at home, crop insurance rates are out for all provinces. Alberta, 8.71 per bushel, Saskatchewan, 8.71, and Manitoba, 9.53 per bushel. Moving on to Durham. The invasion by Russia of the Ukraine should not have much impact on the Durham market. 
Here at home, crop insurance rates for Durham's have been released as well at 10.89 in Alberta, 11.16 Saskatchewan and 10.89 per bushel in Manitoba. These prices are more in line than the spring wheat with where the current market is. Uh, shipping week 29 exports on Durham were 5,400 tons for a season total of 1.4 million tons. That's 43% of last year's volume. Moving on to the US. Events in the Ukraine and Russia completely overshadowed the important USDA Outlook Forum. The numbers from the forum are likely going to be irrelevant in the context of the war. Ending stocks were raised by USDA by 100 million bushel from the November baseline estimate, mostly via lower exports. However, given the current geopolitics setting out the 2022-23 world trade world wheat trade matrix is almost impossible for now. U.S. wheat sales were above expectations at 517,000 tons. Their season total is 661 million bushel, about 25% lower than last year's. The drought area in the U.S. winter wheat belt expanded by 1% from last week and now covers 73% of the U.S. winter wheat area. <clears throat> Moving on to Europe. In Europe, Matif closed today up 20 to 30 euros per ton to contract high closes today. The threat of additional volume demand being switched from Russia and Ukraine to the EU was evident as of Friday. Despite the massive rally in Matif, four premium bids were more or less unchanged. It seems clear that importers will have to adjust to a much higher overall price structure. And how this ultimately affects demand, I think will remain to be seen. Margin calls will be an increasing factor in futures volatility. Turkey potentially also has a major part to play in the conflict. On Friday, the Ukraine asked Ankara to close the Bosporus and Dardanelles to Russian ships. Under the 1936 Montreux Convention, Turkey has control over the straits and can limit the passage of warships. Turkey did agree to the request over the weekend. Black Sea. The wheat market currently is about how long the war between Russia and Ukraine will last and what it will mean for world trade. The Sea of Azov has been blocked by Russia and Ukrainian ports have been halted by the military. We hear of mines being launched around the ports, and we don't know if they're floating or installed. Even if the conflict were to halt today, then it will take some time to clean this up and fix infrastructure. In Russia, the ruble fell to an all-time low, and the central bank took the interest rates from 9.5% to 20%. To summarize what we consider most significant during the week, the wheat market currently is about how long the war between Russia and Ukraine will last and what it will mean for world trade. We talked about the infrastructure already, and it will remain to be seen if the 18 million tons of wheat the USDA expects to be shipped still from the Black Sea um, will actually be shipped in the remaining four months of the 21-22 season. The Ukraine only has about 3 million tons of milling wheat left in its export quota. The Russian ruble importantly fell to an all-time low and the central bank took their interest rates to 20%.
Fundamentally, the conflict primarily affects common wheat and not spring wheat. But once the Minneapolis futures figure out what spread to Chicago it needs, we think it will follow the ride. The threat of additional demand being switched in volume from Russia and Ukraine to the EU is influencing the European market. And importers will have to adjust to higher overall prices and more difficulties in sourcing. How that will affect demand remains to be seen. Turkey has agreed to keeping Russian warships out of the Bosporus and Dardanelles, so that's positive. And the events in the Ukraine completely overshadowed the USDA Outlook Forum, so that the numbers are likely irrelevant in that context. So what can we conclude from all this? Well, the only important news is the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Um, looking at the Black Sea origin wheat, even under the most favorable circumstances, it is very difficult to see any kind of normalcy for Black Sea exports to be achieved for at least two months. The damage to interior infrastructure and port installations, plus the refusals of vessels to go to the war zone, will keep Ukraine out of the market, while Russia will be out as long as the sanctions on the banks and the measures on SWIFT stay in place. We would hold sales in Canada for now. This is Marlene Borsch with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook. You can find the complete report online at saskweed.ca. Have a great week.